You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I think we've played a big part. Yeah, and I think but this is this is how we can grow women cycling is that brand sponsors need to step up and and give them the platform, give them the opportunity to showcase how great the racing is, how great the personalities are, because it's there. And it's just about creating that opportunity. So I'm I'm so proud that we're using our influence, that we're using our sort of disruptiveness to create this amazing moment. That was Kate Verano. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, Marnie on the Move listeners. Welcome, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. As you may have heard, this week on the pod, I am dedicating the mic to the world of cycling and launching the Marnie on the Move Wheels Up Cycling Series because I have been binge-watching this year's Tour de France and I'm super psyched about the new 2022 Tour de France Femme or Women's Tour de France. All week long, I'm going to be connecting with athletes, innovators, founders, brand thought leaders on all things road and gravel cycling, from racing and training to high-tech gear and more. Today is the second of the series, and I am psyched to introduce you to Kate Verano, an avid cyclist, former domestic pro cyclist, and D1 college basketball player. Now, she is the senior content strategist at Zwift. I know so many of my listeners are on Zwift, but for those who have not yet come over to the dark side, Zwift is the ultimate online endurance sports and fitness platform catering to cyclists, runners, and triathletes around the globe. Founded by Eric Min in 2014, the app and platform are rooted in gaming with both super creative video game designers and top athletes, coaches, and fitness goers working behind the scenes to bring the Zwift experience and community to life. Athletes race and train on immersive, interactive courses in cities like London, New York, and Paris, or in the magical fantasy worlds unique to Zwift, like Watopia, which has really cool volcanoes, mountaintops, and underwater tunnels, and the newest world, the Makuri Islands, inspired by the Japanese countryside. Zwift uses multiplayer online gaming technology to create vibrant 3D worlds, ripe for exploration. Zwifters unlock cool virtual in-game prizes and badges along the way. It's super easy to use. You just download the app and it connects wirelessly to your exercise equipment, bike trainers, treadmills, and more. Okay, so here is where Kate comes in to take Zwift programs to an all-new level. 
launching the Zwift Academy in 2016, where Zwifters unlock coveted, sought-after real-life opportunities, like earning a spot on the Canyon Tram Pro Cycling Team, for example. Before we dive into our conversation, shout out to our sponsors, Inside Tracker and Alchemine Supplements. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science backed. Recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Unlock the power of your potential. Use our code for 20% off. Thank you, MOTM. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Also, shout out to Alchemind Supplements and Dr. Daryl Joffrey. I am loving the Alchemind plant based organic protein powder. It has three core alkaline proteins. Sacha Inchi, pea, hemp, and of course, it's sugar free. It's been a great addition into my training and fueling. I'm also using their acid kicking mineral mix when I'm out on the bike for hydration, as well as the acid kicking greens in all of my smoothies, and their omega 3 and black seed oil supplements for inflammation and general health. Check out their website. Getoffyouracid.com and use our code MOTM20 for 20% off. Now, back to our guest. On this episode, Kate and I sync up about Zwift's most exciting new venture as the presenting sponsor for the 2022 Tour de France Femme, kicking off on July 24, 2022. And how the gaming platform has played a major role in increasing the rise of women. To the sport of cycling and the Zwift community. Kate dials listeners in to the Zwift Academies for cycling, triathlon, and running. We touch upon some of the upcoming courses, races, tours, and worlds in Zwift. Kate shares where her passion for cycling began, what her goals are now, and overall what she loves about the sport. Are you ready to meet me on Zwift? Set up your avatar and unlock some new swag. Get ready to be converted. P.S. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. Head over to your Apple Podcast app, click on the Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll through the episodes, click on five stars, and then click on leave a review. Tell us what you love and share this conversation or this weekly series with your friends on Facebook. Your social channels, wherever you like to get social. Tell your friends to listen and don't forget, sign up for our newsletter, The Download. Now, on to my conversation with Kate. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. All roads lead back to you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Zwift has really paved the way for the gamification of endurance sports and fitness. And the Zwift Academy, which is so next level, and what you spearhead at the company is changing the game for professional cycling and women's cycling in particular around the globe. 
So maybe talk to me a little bit about Zwift Academy and what it is and how all these amazing amateur athletes all right. Can get Zwift involved. Academy. Yeah. So five years ago, I was friends with uh, one of the co-founders of Zwift. And uh, he was telling me a little bit about this idea that they had to host a global talent ID competition on the virtual platform. They were going to find the next women pro. And uh, they were going to offer them a pro contract based on an online competition. And I was like, you're crazy. And he's like, do you want to work on this? I said, absolutely. <laughs> um, it just, it was uh, such a wild idea, such a kind of risky idea at the time. But we were lucky enough to partner with one of the world's best women's pro teams, Canyon SRAM Racing. And Canyon SRAM Racing was always a little bit ahead of the curve. They're very forward thinking and they had been aware of Zwift and they, they had had this sort of idea of bringing a new rider onto the team in a non-traditional way. And they struck up conversations with us. We had already thought about doing some sort of talent ID competition inspired by the GT Academy, which was a race car a video game where they offered somebody a, a pro racing contract in race car. So yeah, so five years ago, we set out to, it's now six years ago, I guess, to host this global talent ID competition in the game. So users were, were invited to do a training program in Zwift and we could look at their, their power data and, and see, you know, what kind of effort they could produce. And we had a semifinals and then a final round where three women were invited to Canyon SRAM's pro team training camp in Mallorca, Spain in December of 2016. And then the team kind of put them through the paces and selected their eventual new teammate. So uh, Leah Thorvalson, one of my best friends now and works at Zwift, was our first winner. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so incredible. You are also a cyclist. I mean, that's your background. That's where you come from. You were a pro cyclist and you kind of switched gears and got more into the behind the scenes. So how did you get into cycling and why did you? Yeah, so I actually, I was a college basketball player and like a lot of uh, women athletes uh, had some knee issues, uh, you know, people are like, you know, different scopes and ACLs and things like that. And I could no longer run. I got into cycling and the competitive drive kind of took over. At first, I just started doing it for fun. And I went to watch this major race uh, in Philadelphia. It actually used to be the national championship. And I'm watching this race. It's an incredible scene. Like the whole, all of Philly shut down for this race. And I see this men's Peloton go by and it's just, it's so exciting. It's so incredible. And then a couple minutes later, I see this women's Peloton go by. I didn't even know women like race bikes professionally. So next thing you know, my husband's like, you got to try this because <laughs> I was trying, I was trying to beat him up every climb anyway. So next thing you know, I just, I got really into it. I got into uh, velodrome racing in, in Trexlertown, Pennsylvania and I started road racing and I just loved it. I had a, a natural gift for it. And I also just really enjoyed uh, the style of competition and the people you met, the travel. And it was, it was an unexpected turn in my, my athletic life, but I really enjoyed it. But the toughest thing about it was that I, I, was, I had a really strong engine, but there just wasn't a lot of opportunities. Um, there just wasn't a lot of right. teams. There wasn't a lot of spaces opening up. I didn't see it as a real career option. 
So after doing it kind of fun and on the side, I kind of had to go back to work full time. And, but then I, I ended up having all these opportunities to help grow the sport on the other side. And that's, that's super exciting. That kind of leads me into the whole movement of women cycling. And, you know, when you were in college or when you were cycling, you know, this wasn't an option. And I've been a triathlete for a long time and there's tons of women competing in that sport. I just really dialed into cycling in the last few years, thanks to Zwift. I definitely am an early adopter mm-hmm. and I probably signed up like a year after you launched because it was very culty in the cycling yes. scene. And I had a friend who's a creative director that I work with and he was like, oh, you got to get on Zwift. I had a compu trainer. I mean, I was training on Zwift and I started to get really into cycling. And I noticed that there weren't a lot of women, even when I went out on 9W. And so all the people I rode with were guys. And that's fine. It's just like, I really would love to ride with other women. And so Zwift has really, I have noticed in the past five years being on the platform that you have really brought a lot more women together around cycling where they can connect on the platform and off the platform. And then you just announced that you are a presenting sponsor of the Women's Tour de France, which is so awesome. So talk to me a little bit about how you're getting more women into the sport and then why now the Women's Tour de France and how Yeah, so this is, oh, this is like one of my favorite things to talk about. That Zwift Academy, that first year we did it, you know, we thought we were setting out to do this, you know, super high-end elite competition. But in the meantime, what we actually did was we built a global women's training community because we had tons of women do the training program just because they wanted to get fit and be, you know, enjoy this, the social motivation of doing it with others. So it turned out that, that, you know, this was a great moment for women in Zwift. It brought them together. And what, what happened was then the Zwift women's community has really grown, uh, starting with that Zwift Academy. And just in general, what we what we constantly hear is that a lot of women don't live in an area where they have a lot of women to ride with. They don't know what to do. It's an, it's an intimidating sport. It's kind of hard. That the barrier to entry is kind of high for cycling. And unless you are sort of brought yeah. into a community, it's it's hard to get going. You know, there's there's a lot of a lot of different things, a lot like just traffic the number of women riding, you know, a lot of reasons that women, it's it's not that accessible. So uh, what we're finding with Zwift is that, you know, women around the world can connect with each other. You can do, you know, you can schedule rides together. We have a whole bunch of women's programs that specifically bring women together to either socially ride, to train, or to race. So it's been it's been a really cool aspect of, of Zwift. I think that women especially enjoy the, the social motivation and the social aspect of Zwift. One of the other things that's really great about Zwift is that when we started doing any kind of racing in Zwift, we decided from the gun, parity was going to be a priority of ours. So when we started offering races, when we started offering prize purses, all all Zwift racing has equal opportunity, broadcast prize purses for men and women, same distances, everything. It's it's equal. So that's something we built our brand on and it's something we hold very closely. And over the years, you know, we, we, the racing has gotten bigger and bigger through Zwift Academy, uh, through partnering with uh, the UCI for an eSports World Championship, for, through the various race leagues we have going throughout the year. This offered a really uh, unique opportunity for women. 
because it was they knew that right. if they show up to race, they're going to have the same opportunity. So last year we did a virtual tour de France. Um, we worked with the right. I did yeah, all of it. Nice. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. It was, a, yeah. it was really incredible. Yeah. So we partnered with the ASO, the organizer, the largest uh, of the most prestigious, largest race in the world. Uh, when the Tour de France was postponed last year, we said we can do it in Zwift. And the cool thing that we did is that we we did it equal with men and women. So we had you know the same distances, the same amount of stages, the same broadcasts, and the same prize purse. And it went over so well. Like what, like you know, it was the racing was incredible. The personalities were so exciting. The broadcast was so much fun that I think that. It just sort of, I think it helped people realize that what the opportunity here was. And so as right. talks continue about, you know, how to uh, elevate women's cycling, you know, we have this great partnership with ASO and I think it naturally evolved into why not do a Tour de France Femme and having us sign on as, as the four-year title sponsor is, is just such a game-changing, exciting moment. Yeah. I feel like it's thanks to Zwift that it's going to happen in a, in a in a way. I think we played a big just part, saying. and I, I think a yeah, big and I think part that this it. is this is yeah. how we can grow women's cycling. Is that brand sponsors need to step up and and give them the platform, yes. give them the opportunity to showcase how great the racing is, how great the personalities are, because right. it's there, and it's just about creating that opportunity. So I'm I'm so proud that we're using our influence and we're using our sort of disruptiveness to create this amazing moment. That is exactly what I've been having this conversation since I saw the press release with so many different people. And it's like, you know, a lot of racing, you know, setting up a race course and from the local police to the events in the city Mm -hmm. and everything, it's very expensive. And I feel like there was a Tour de France once Mm -hmm. before years ago for women and it just didn't, Mm -hmm. it didn't work. And so to bring it back now is just, it's like the perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And I think so many brands are more savvy mm-hmm. now to be able to look at the women's market and women's sports in general as such a major, major component of yeah. sports. So it's super, super, Yeah, I'm super very exciting. excited. It's going to be eight stages. It's going to, the first stage is going to end in Paris on the Champs-Élysées, the final day of the men's stage. So just absolutely leveraging all that media attention, that moment, like the peak moment together. What the is the start, start date? date is July, oh, July 24th, 2022. Yeah, it's going to have the same media exposure. It's going to have the same media circus surrounding it. There's going to be, the ASO is investing the same infrastructure in the men's and women's race. And that's that's the difference from previous editions, that this is really taken on the same stage, the same iconic elements. It's going to it's gonna have that same signature feel of uh, the, the world's greatest race. I think that's so awesome. Speaking of racing, one of my favorite features on Zwift is that you can ride and race the same course with people you know, but at your own pace with your own watts and level by joining A, B, C, or D groups. And there are even dedicated groups for women. This is such a great opportunity for people 
to level up and especially for women to get more involved in this. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there's there's some great options. You know, we definitely um, we hear from a lot of women that they want their space. They, they want um, women specific events and races. And we have plenty of those. But then there's a lot of, uh, you know, you can pretty much join any other event and all the open events as well. Um, I like I like to do a mix right. of both. Sometimes I just want that there's a certain banter, there's a certain sort of a, a encouragement about just a, a women's only event. It sort of takes a different form. Yeah. But then I also sometimes, you know, to to really push myself, you know, you got to race with with people a little faster than you. And sometimes that's the guys. So, yeah, it works out well. It's very fun and competitive. Mm-hmm. And I love unlocking new kits, new bikes, new shoes, like all kinds of stuff. But now with the Zwift Academy, you can unlock a new yes. career. I think a lot of people are thinking about that, you know, maybe in 2020 with the mm-hmm. pandemic and, you know, kind of reevaluating where they are in their lives and what they want to do, or maybe having another career in addition to their existing career. What kinds of people are you seeing coming over from the Zwift amateur athlete world yeah, to the professional world. Yeah, we've seen world. so many incredible personalities and careers come into Zwift Academy. Last year, one of the women's finalists was a police officer in New Zealand. We've had uh, Tanya Erith, who won the second edition of Zwift Academy, is a doctor in Germany. Yeah, Jess Pratt is a, is a, is a nurse from Australia as well. It's just incredible. Uh, we had an architect from London and the men's side this year. It's really across the board because, you know, you can you can do this from home. You can do this inside. And, and a lot of people, you know, they couldn't drop everything to pursue their, their cycling dreams. But this gives you a chance to see where you stack up. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I love that with Zwift, you can kind of ride anytime. You know, it's not like you need to get up at 7 a.m. and be out the door at a certain time because it's going to be too mm-hmm. hot. Or, you know, maybe it's too cold. And I also love that you're indoors in your apartment, you can multitask, do other things. And it's a lot safer, to be honest, than being outside. So that's one of the things that I love about Zwift. During the pandemic, it definitely was a saving grace for my mental state. Have you heard that? So I mean, it it brought me to tears on several rides uh, during the pandemic, because not only did it just allow people to connect, but people were just dealing with a lot. And just to have a space where you're, you're dealing with a lot and you're isolated. So to be able to offer riders a, you know, a sense of community, a sense of support and encouragement, it, it was a really beautiful thing. And it really, I think that it, it was just such an interesting time in Zwift. And I, I'm just so glad that we were, you know, that, that uh, people could use the platform, you know, to connect. Do you, how many women are there? Yeah, we don't disclose right exact numbers. We've had over, you know, 3.3 million accounts created. We're at close to like 20% women. So yeah, there's quite a lot of women on the platform. In addition to the Cycling Academy, Zwift has a triathlon and running academy. How do Zwift these two academy training is, work? It's a training program. It is a way to bring out your best, whether it be in cycling, triathlon, or run. 
So the whole community does a training program together. There's usually a mix of workouts and races and social rides. And then within each academy, for those that are the, the best competitors, you can have this opportunity to unlock a real world experience. So that would be the pro cycling contract. And for uh, triathlon, it is a, a team. We, we create a team of eight triathletes who will then be completely outfitted and supported as they buy for a place at the uh, the next year's Ironman Championships in Kona. So that's pretty incredible. Which Huge. is a very coveted yeah. opportunity for triathletes that are trying to qualify. And you get the and get best of best support. Partner was specialized on that and a handful of other partners. And that's, that's an incredible opportunity. It's really great to see those stories. We do four men and four women. And then for run, you unlock a, an exceptional uh, marathon experience. So you get like an entry to, I believe it's going to be Berlin Marathon. And that's another uh, just massive, uh, exciting opportunity in real life. So it's like this hybrid experience of being virtual exactly. and then in real Yeah, time. and the beauty of it is, it's like they're great training programs designed by world-class coaches. So like everybody, whether you're like a newbie, rider, runner, triathlete to a, a super experience going for the pro contract, it, it brings out the best in everybody. There's It's a program that's based on your FTP, based on, on your your metrics. So it's it's sort of, it works for a range of ability and, it, and it's really great training. So anyone on Zwift can sign up for the academy and training. So program. fun fact, How does academy, when we started in 2016, we had 1,000 women. It was just a women's academy. Last year, the combined men's and women's uh, Zwift Academy road participants were 150,000. Yeah. So you basically wow. sign up for Zwift Academy and then there's a, there's an eight week period where you're challenged to do a set of workouts and group rides and uh, a couple other events it makes up a complete program that you kind of start and finish. Uh, you graduate the Zwift Academy. Uh, you unlock things along the way. This year, we've got some some really cool unlocks. And then also, we're going to really uh, show you your progress. Like, we're going to have a benchmark uh, ride and a ride or run and then a, a finish line ride or run. So you really see how you progress throughout the Academy. So, yeah, it's open to everybody. This year's Road Academy starts August 30th. Uh, the Try and Run Academy start about a month later. It'll be all over Zwift. So anybody interested, like kind of tune in uh, mid to late August and we're going to be talking a lot about it. That's perfect timing, especially for triathletes who are wrapping up their races in September. I mean, I'm just talking about myself, actually. So, you know, it's perfect timing yeah. for me because so, I have my last race in August. I would love to do it. I mean, I'm just always trying and to it's so much fun. Cycling, it's, you so. know, it, 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 the community aspect of it is like one of my favorite aspects. It's just it's fun to do together. And they're, oh, man, workout number two was a beast. And like, hey, did you guys finish up workout number three? And it's there's a there's a communities on Facebook completely devoted to it. We have giant uh, Facebook groups uh, that are just devoted to the academies. And it's it really it brings out the best. Yeah. Back to you for a second as someone who's a mm -hmm. road cyclist, a track cyclist. Do you have an area that you specialize in as a cyclist? Like what's your expertise? Uh, this, the these days it's uh, chasing all my old times. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, I just, you know, I really, I love, I live in LA and there's a wonderfully fun, fast scene here of group rides. And I kind of know where my fitness is by which, if I can stay with the front of the group rides. So I, I kind of, you know, I don't, I don't like 
hardcore train, but I definitely tune up my engine quite a bit just to make sure that I can enjoy the the group rides that I really like to be a part of. I also do um, the Zwift Race League, which is super fun. Uh, ZRL, uh, yes. which goes on a couple times a year. It's a, a race series that'll be like, you know, eight weeks at a time. And uh, we have a Zwift uh, HQ team and I got to show up for that too. So I uh, <laughs> definitely have been using yeah. that to train. So you feel like obviously the indoor virtual training really translates oh, man, to outdoors. It's incredible. When you first yeah. started, so did you I think mean, that? I've always known, I, I, when I was racing, I was in Pennsylvania. So we, it, during the winter, you kind of had to train indoors, you know, in order to get those intervals in right. when it's like 25 degrees out. So I knew the beauty of indoor training, but man, you dreaded it, you know, because you're staring at a wall and just like, okay, I'm going to get to this 10 minute interval. So I moved out to LA and I discovered Zwift and I thought I'd never ride indoor again, living in LA. Yeah, I've heard oh, that from a lot of but, cyclists. But yeah. also in LA, we're, I mean, I'm busy. My job got, got a lot busier. I have a, a lot of responsibilities. I don't have quite as much time to, to train as I used to. So now for that, you know, four or five hours midweek that I do have to train, I do it on Swift and it's so much more efficient and it's a little bit more fun. I mean, it takes me a half hour just to get to the good roads here. So, you know, yeah. an hour on Zwift and I, I've gotten a, a killer workout in and it kind of, it tunes my engine during the week so that I can do the the bigger fun rides on the outdoors on weekends. That's my style. Yeah. I, I think that's like a big key learning from being on Zwift and training indoors is that you can have more intensity mm-hmm. or more focused training mm-hmm. and then, you know, spend your outdoor rides mm-hmm. in a different, like a zone two or an endurance longer yeah. ride and just get in like the intensity and the intervals indoors. And it's just, it's so, it really, I mean, I just got the best like cycling time ever that I've done on this race course. It's undulating hills, not it's climbs (laughs) and it's, it's just climbs and descents. I don't know why they write, you know, hills, but anyway, I literally attribute it to my training on Zwift because I, just getting the workouts done because I'm also super mm-hmm. busy that I just walk over to yeah. my bike. I answer emails. I'm, do- I'm totally training, but you know, a lot of it's yep. a zone to other additional workouts. If it's intervals, I'm definitely not answering my emails, <laughs> <laughs> but I might be watching or listening to a podcast. Yeah. So, which you can't do on your it's bike so outside. True. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, the, the variety of content that we have is so exciting. Like uh, tomorrow morning, Tuesday mornings, I do a workout with, three-time Olympic gold medalist, Kristen Armstrong. You know, she runs a Tuesday AM workout and it's, I can ride with pro teams. I can ride, you know, with, with world-class coaches. And it's just, it's just a lot of fun. I love that aspect of it. Yeah, so true. Speaking of riding with Olympians, I love all the great themed series and rides Zwift has to offer. And I am truly enjoying Zwift's new world, Mercury. I'm excited to explore Umezi. I definitely geek out on all of Zwift's high-tech, beautifully designed worlds and gamification on the course. Sometimes I find it just as fun to ride indoors on Zwift as opposed it's, to being yeah, outside. You know, I was just telling you about like, you know, I used to train indoors and stare at a wall. And now, you know, we have these like magical worlds. Um, and it's really cool because some yeah. are, are modeled after uh, real world, world courses, like well, like world road courses like Richmond or Innsbruck or London. 
Right. Or, or New, New York. York. Yeah. Uh, people like ride Central through Central Park. Park and they're yeah. like, this is actually, this is really Central Park. Like, I mean, the it's detail real. is it's insane. Central Park. But yeah. then we have our mythical island of Watopia. And that's our like kind of core experience. And it has a volcano and it has dinosaurs running through the sequoias. It's so cool because the virtual world, we can create anything we want. And that's what kind of, that's what makes it different and exciting. And while training and racing are super fun, I love also the exploration and the discovery. And the newest ones, McCurry Islands, is incredible for that. It's, um, it's inspired by the Japanese countryside. And there's just all of these pop culture and Japanese traditional elements that are infused in our, our Japanese territory team really helped us create something that was beautiful and authentic and that it's just it's just pretty magical. There's a lot more detail, a lot more kind of hidden elements in there, a lot more animal life and surprises, castles and markets and just it's it's really it's really magical. Lots of Buddhas yeah. and misty uh, forests. Yeah, spiritual yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that's what a lot of people enjoy about being outside is that adventure and discovery. And I think what Zwift is doing with these worlds mm -hmm. that are fantasy worlds and just totally a hybrid mashup of different yeah. places and exploration. There's, is a, really, there's a really Yeti great. on our Alp du Zwift. <laughs> I love talking <laughs> with our game. Our game team is, they are such an incredible bunch. And, uh, you know, they, we we're like half video gamers and half athletes. And it's just this incredible mix and what they come up with the designs of the world. I mean, I'm just constantly in, in awe. And it's, it's just really fun to, fun to ride around and explore. What do you have lined up. I know we talked about Tour de France, but 2021, I mean, we're like, are we halfway through yeah. the summer? The Olympics are like a few weeks away. Tour yeah. de France. Are you guys going to do it, have the Tour de France up again during the No, Tour de not this year because the, because the real race is going on at the same time. We are, uh, we have a, a campaign in July. That's going to be a whole mix of content of like, of workouts, of, of, pro uh pro inspired workouts and women's rides and races it's called fun is fast and it's going to take place um all through july and there's going to be a, a ton of fun things to do as part of that and then we're really we launch into zwift academy season with the road and then try and run the try starts start early october and then we're going to have, uh, we do a lot of tours in Zwift, which are sort of a mix of, you know, you can, you can race the stages or you can just ride the stages, almost like a Grand Fondo type experience. And we'll have an, a Macquarie Island adventure in December. It's really going to play oh, cool. up the uh, discovery and exploration side of, of that new world. Yeah, yes. I've done tour of Watopia. They're fun challenges. Yeah, They're times. sort of like monthly challenges that kind of, you know, that that invite people to really, you know, try out all the different routes and to to ride with others and just we feel like it showcases our, you know, the best part of the product. I mostly ride the Santa Monica Mountains. So there's like a really hard, fast ride on Saturdays that, that, you know, races up the PCH. And then we all sort of turn off and do big climbs after. Yeah. And I sometimes go down to Palos Verdes and, and ride there, but mostly Santa Monica Mountains. They're, they're just so gorgeous. I do a lot of dirt riding too now. So I'll do gravel you riding. Do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's tons of fun. I want to get into oh, that so at much some fun. point. I do. Yeah. I just don't even know where I would ride. I'm like... On the west yeah, side, yeah, it's a, probably a little you know? harder there. Jersey's got some great gravel. Yeah. 
Uh, I grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, you so did. They've got some yeah. great gravel. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Right out of the city. I think, yeah, you got to kind of get out of the city and then of course like go up. Yeah. Come out here. I'm planting the yeah. seeds. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm I know. Well, my one of my yeah, best we friends. We gotta ride when you come out here. Yeah. I'm very slow, but I will come out. <laughs> you can definitely ride with me. Uh, yeah, I would love it. That would be awesome. So I never thought I'd be into riding as much as I am now. And it's just like what we can do also yeah. for on the women's side of the sport is so exciting from like the community all through the, all through the pros, you know, it's just. There's a lot of women's teams mm-hmm. out there in races, but. Do you feel like it's a growing? Oh, sport? definitely. Like yeah, that was one of the other things I was going to mention is that that the women's segment is with is is the fastest growing segment too. Definitely, there you're seeing a lot more women's teams, um, a lot more, a lot more just women on bikes. Definitely big spikes. Yeah. Why do you think it's happening now as opposed to like so long ago? I think, I think that there's more opportunities, you know, I think there's better kind of support structures in place. Like you look at like what British cycling did, they just had this incredible program to get more women on bikes. And, and it was, it was sort of multifaceted program where they, they brought in like shops and things like that too, so that they built this whole structure of support for women. So it kind of just breaks down those barriers of entry. So in this, you know, more, more yeah. women on bikes, you're, you know, you're going to get your friends on bikes. It's just the way that we work, you know, we're such social creatures that it's, it's just naturally going to grow itself like that, you know? And I think also even things like Instagram, honestly, like just, you know, being able to sh- like show people where you're riding and who you're riding with and people wanting to be part of that, wanting to, you know, to have that social side to connect and to see new places. Bikes are hot right now. <laughs> You know, yeah, I know all the bike it's, shops are selling out. out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and they can't even make the bikes fast yeah. enough. Like my partner is waiting to get Cervelo. It's So she's waiting, like she's trying to get their new yeah, tri bikes. And she, everything. the guy at the bike shop is like, yeah, we'll have it in October yeah, or November, which is not even, he won't even let her pay yeah. for it because yeah. like, fingers <laughs> crossed. he's like, I don't want you calling yeah. me every week asking me where it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's a no, good thing, you know, though. but also yeah. just, and also like bike, bike yeah. in infrastructure in cities is improving, you know, bike share programs, yes. just people getting on bikes and, and making bike cycling safer and, and more opportunities to ride with other people. You know? That's mm-hmm. the key, safer. They should, I know. I love that aspect of it. <laughs> Well, it's been so great talking yeah. to you. So wonderful to meet you. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Marnie. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode links in the show notes and of course sign up for our quarterly newsletter the download to get updates deals giveaways and information on future events for 2019 i want to hear from you email me marnie on the move one at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of if you have questions for our guests just reach out 